Warning, the following podcast may contain the following offensive words or phrases. Shit. Fuck. Cunt. Pussy. Ass Tom Brady crack ass nigga! Thank you. Welcome to the Where's Buffy podcast, where we're built for comfort and not for speed. What's good, man? Welcome to the Wes Buffy Podcast interview. I'm your man, Ilfam79, aka Big Gang, aka your girlfriend's favorite fat nigga. Um, we got a uh a very, very special guest, man. And our, our first our first white <laughs> our first white guy of the podcast. We didn't get Steve, uh Diz's homeboy. Um, but we got uh, one of one of my first, uh, one of the first MCs that I cared for, that actually handed me a CD one time, um, which I don't think he was supposed to hand me that night. But we got E Mage in the house, man. What's good? What's good, baby? I'm good, man. Here to bring here to bring the Caucasian perspective. Uh oh, uh oh, watch out. It's gonna get real racist. <laughs> All rappers matter. <laughs> oh man, lots of hashtags gonna happen tonight. Oh man, and niggas is talking on Twitter already. Um. What's up, man? What's 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 what's, what's good, man? You, you're um, home. How, we, how's it feel to be on? We this? should say that that we are sneaking this one in under. Oh yeah, like it won't go out probably till what, like next week or something. Yes, yeah, me next week. It's gonna be yeah. in the new Happy New Year, y'all. Happy, Happy new, new Year. Year. This is New Year's Eve that we decided to sit down. Hey, you know what, man? I couldn't pick a better person to sit down New Year's and have a conversation with. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. I, I figured the same thing. I figured the same thing. It's good, man. So, um, first of all, I appreciate you had to make some concessions for me. Uh. We had, so you get your smackdown on. Yeah, yeah, my kid, my kid, man, had to go out there, man. And shout out to uh, DJ Rodney, uh, looking out on the ticks, man. Um, but man, what's what's up, man? Um, we, we don't want to talk about. I want to talk about Baltimore hip hop. Um, and you know how how you came from it, and wh- wh- where it's got you now. Um, we'll start, man. How, how important is Baltimore in, in the music you make? Oh man, it's crazy because, like, I'm not gonna give you a generic answer. Like, cause it is it is super important to me, but like it's really hard. I've been gone four years now, mm. and it's really hard to stay connected to what's happening. Like I want, like I see shit online, and I'm like, well, why why am I not considered part of Baltimore hip hop anymore? It's weird. Like <laughs> I feel like I should still, right. cause that's where my heart is. Like I don't care. I live in Inglewood, but I feel like I still am part of Baltimore hip hop. Right. But I'm not mentioned anymore. Ah. The writers don't want to write about me anymore. Right. Because I'm not a story to a Baltimore City paper writer. Ah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not from Baltimore. It's like, well, the people would be like, well, why are you writing about that Inglewood rapper? But that, I never would, I could never think of myself as an Inglewood rapper. Right. I, I think the problem may be is the style of music you make isn't, it isn't trap. It yeah. isn't. It isn't. I'm from North Carolina. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that's no, no, not doing that kind of stuff here. But a lot of the stuff that's covered, even if it isn't of the streets, is connected. 
And I think a lot of them, once you, I think you were, you are another side of, of, of what Baltimore has. Yes. yes. And you're, you're almost kind of the face of. Maybe, but I'm also not, I never thought of myself as like the fucking, you know, beer and crabs and Orioles rapper. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause like I'm a yeah. white dude, but I'm not like the guy that like. All that I fucking associate with is like white things. Right. You know what I mean? I've never been here nor there. I'm not fucking five seasons. Right. But I'm also was never like fully I don't know, I have no analogy for the for what the white version of that would be. But you know what I mean? Like I'm not like the straight like there's a lot of like angsty white rap dudes and I've never been Yes. Right? I'm very connected in a lot of ways to black culture. Okay. Without being like What's up, son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm not that guy. Right. But in in a lot of ways, like, I mean, I just came up on hip-hop, on hoops. You know, like, right. not that basketball is a black-only sport, but no. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, so so I don't, and I mean, like, I would perform that. When I, when I used to perform down the five now and again, Yeah. it would always be like, the hood dude, the fucking trap dude that would come up to me and be like, son, you murked it. Eh. You know what I mean? Like, that's the guys I always got that from. Right. Because I never bullshitted. I never, it's like Q-Tip said, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't prep the role. Like, you know? Right. Like, I just did what I do, and I always thought that that came through as honest. Right. I mean, and that's, that's always what stuck out to me. So, I became a fan. Like, I knew you before I was a fan of your music. Mm. I, I can't think of it, if it was a sneaker event or an actual concert, like a quality show. That I gave you the CD? You I gave think it was the show. I remember giving you the At event. the door. Yeah. At the door, I'm like, yo. But I knew that you knew Kendall, didn't I? Right. right. He was like, you Kendall's man, right? Yo, check this out. It's dope. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you I take every other CD. I probably didn't say CDs. my own shit was dope. I probably said, let me know what you think, guy. Nah, I think it was a little more aggressive. I had a little more. We've been, you know, it's a concert. You've been drinking. Yeah, you've been yeah, hanging yeah. around with black people. You're probably drinking Hennessy or something. And, you know what I mean? You handed me the joint, and it was like, yo, check it out. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. And I never, you know how many CDs? Right. I don't smoke weed, so I don't break weed up on it. But, you know what I'm saying? Put like, drink on it. Yeah. Oh, right. man. I got a whole set of hip-hop coasters, right. man. Check me out. What kind of music you listen to? Yeah, that's what I make. You know what we should do? We should come out with a thing called hip-hop coasters. Oh, like right? bad albums? And like make a really nice box for it. Uh-huh. But just every time you get given a whack CD, put it in the Ooh, hip-hop coaster. Yes, sir. And sell that joint. Yo. <laughs> You're like little young homie dude, and that's your coaster. Actually, you know what would be really dope is you took... Like official whack albums, like oh yeah yeah yeah, just, like shit that went straight yeah, wood, right? Yeah, like yo, you put right. this you got album in right. the joint, and that's what you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got yeah. this uh, the Timberland and um, Magoo. Uh, yeah, Timberland and Magoo CD. You just put your joint. You there it is. You that your, would be brilliant. Yeah, but you make it look like CDs, but it could actually be real coaster. The little small joint. I'm telling you what, that might that be. would make some money. Yeah, you might need to edit this out. Hey, look, man, you yeah, you might you right? That's a heck of an idea. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, so, Next question. <laughs> all right, so we talked about how different you are to to a, a lot of the local MCs, like uh, things like Sky Bar, you, mm. like lo, different from a lot of local uh, local MCs. Who are your influences lyrically? Lyrically or or, or sonically or, or lyrically first. Lyrically first. Content, you know. I mean, content has always been like I'm trying to talk about 
my life. Right. And I guess in that sense, like, okay, early early 2000s, I was super backpack raucous dude. Me too. Right? So, like, I was trying to preach a little too much. Shout out to Diz. <laughs> what he was too? He hates. Oh, he hates all that shit? Hates backpack niggas. I hate you backpack niggas. Well, that's, you know what? He's just hating on an idea. Uh-huh. He's not hating on content. Uh-oh. Because if you listen to the music, there's a, I mean, you go back and listen to that shit. There's a, I mean, even the most raw shit you can tell was in someone's basement and it just recorded terribly. Shout is out to it, it's so, Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's still great. Yeah. But like now you get shit and it sounds like really bad quality. It's usually really bad as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like if they're not putting the effort into that, they're not putting effort into fucking anything. Right. Um, so that was me in the, in the early 2000s. I was definitely like preaching a little too much. Okay. Uh, and, but I've always liked kind of like lacing like little, you know, battle rap type, like straight stream of consciousness type stuff. But I guess... Like when 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 Jay started like fucking with beans and was like talking about his life more, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Or like even like even better like when Kanye came out and was like giving like a, a kind of a suburban perspective to hip hop and just talk telling his story. My mom was a professor and this is what I did I and my dad, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, I need to I need to give people me a little more. Yeah. And actually, was my father was always like, just speak from your heart and people will feel it because mm-hmm. they'll connect to it from one way or another. So I would, I, I mean, I really do like as, as crazy and weird as Kanye has gotten nowadays, when he first started out, he was like a grounded, grounded person. And I would say he had a big effect on lyrically my content. Not I'm, that I'm trying to sound like him, right, right, but right. I'm like, okay, I need to talk about me yeah. and give my story. Same thing with Little Brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what was crazy was when you look at like Kanye and Little Brother, and they're like giving you the quote unquote every man rap. Yeah, that was cool because it was different. But now the underground is filled with these every man rappers that I don't give a fuck if you take out the trash. I'm bored <laughs> as all fuck. Well, see, I think the problem is is content's only one part, and it's it's not even the most important right, part. Right. End of the day, um. Are you bobbing your head? Is he, you well, it depends. See, to me, is he nice? Uh-huh. I want. I, I. I. usually need bars. Like yeah. right now, I, and I, I hate drug rap. Mm. That Pusha T album, son. Oh, I heard, man. I haven't even peeped it out though, but because yeah. it's bars. No, I mean, like my homie Rome C. Shout out Rome C. Oh, shout out like, to Rome Caesar, man. Yeah, I see. Need you out here, buddy. Yeah, bluffing the post. <laughs> he'll come out, yo. That's the man. That's the homie. Look, so. Uh, he, I've seen him posting like, like literally like typing out the bars cause it's so ill. Yeah. yeah. I gotta check that. I gotta check yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've opened up for Lupe, mm. Wale, Quali, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. little brother. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an instance of, uh, being starstruck for anybody like you opened up for or just ran into over this rap stuff? Nah, not, not so much. I mean, like. I will tell you a time when it was, when it was just super f- surreal. Uh-huh. I did the, um, it was like, I guess the second year, it was the third year they did the Dilla Day down in, in D.C. It was the second year that I did it. Okay. And I think that's right. I could be wrong. But um, they, uh, John Lane had uh, lined it up to do it at XM Satellite Radio. This is before they merged. Ah, okay. And we did it there. 
small little audience. It was amazing. It was mm. like literally, like literally to this day, I tell people that's the highlight of anything I've done so far. And Grab asked his brother to come down as Pete Rock. Pete Rock, yeah. So Pete's there. Talib was the headliner. Mm. We're going out live on on XM. Mm. Uh, my Dukes was there. It's the first time I got to meet my Dukes. Uh. And it was just it was just surreal and amazing to be in the presence of these people. You know, like I mean, guys who like you know, I looked up to like Kev Brown and Odyssey and mm. YU and all, all the DC guys are just, Roddy Rod. They're all there just like treating me like equal. We're in the green room kicking it. Talib's in the green room with us. It's just like, <clears throat> it was bugged, man. Like it was, the, yeah. it was the coolest moment. Like I was more, I mean, I was a little starstruck by Pete. Yes, yeah, deal. I mean, just to be like, yo, classics, your, your, your whole, your whole essence is classics. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he made my favorite song. Trouble T. Roy. Yeah. I mean, you know, Troy is, yeah. is, 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 that's it. That's my favorite song ever. That's it. Easily. I mean, those horns alone, you find the horns, that's it. Who, has anybody touched that? Ortiz did. I think Joel Ortiz touched it once. Oh, 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 you mean rap the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely had the instrumental and was like, nope. Who you think, if you had to, if you, this is off the top, uh, if you had to give it to a random producer to do to, it. to flip to reflip the yeah. sample I mean the only person that's really gonna to do it with respect would probably be nine that's what I thought too you know what I mean because he he understands like like the like you, you can't just do it exactly like that right but you can't also like but I would want him I I wouldn't want him to flip the original record I would want yeah, him go to flip the Troy instrumental mm. oh okay Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like But at the beginning of it is just open. Right? Yeah. So you could he could cheat like that. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. the real the Yeah, original. like you gotta give him that the, the, the guitars at the yeah. game, get the game, at yeah. the beginning of it. Uh-huh. But then I think you gotta give him and you give him the horns at the beginning. Right. But I think that's where the chop comes. I mm-hmm. think that's where you chop it and you, you Yeah, that could it. be special. Yeah, I can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Um so we talked you, you talked about Dilla. Um you're a pretty big Dilla fan, I would say. I mean, it's pretty safe to say, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine. <laughs> um, so first of all, talk about the uh, I love Dilla stuff. Talk, talk, talk about the. So, um, Missy and them were doing uh, Missy Carter down at the uh, Turntable Club when that was still. Mm. Did you ever get down there? A couple times. Yeah. So I mean, we used to love that place, right in the middle of the fucking hood near Hopkins, but. Yes. Blue I light mean, special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the blinking light right outside. But it was just, you know, so peace. You know I what I mean? I want to play with Matt. Yeah, probably, man. I'm sure you did. Hate a man. Shout out to Hate a man. <laughs> it's such a good time, like such a good vibe. And so so they did they did the first one, and they had in, invited um, John Lane up. Now, John is a drummer right now. He's touring around with Odyssey. Okay. Okay. And John is an amazing drummer. He's an amazing band leader. He understands Dilla. Like, uh-huh. understands him and where, like, I've seen people do tributes where the drummer just thinks he's going to go all over. No, you don't, you know, Tom fills and all this stuff where it don't belong. Okay. Stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Play the, play the drum pattern. The, the, the power is in where you don't hit the drum, mm-hmm. not where you're smacking all over everything. So, John really understands the power behind Dilla's beats and, um. 
So anyway, he saw me do that very first Dilla event okay. at Turntable Club. And he tapped me and said, look, you know, I want you to come down and do the DC one. Okay. So for years, like I might have been four years straight, I did both Baltimore and DC. Okay. DC just got bigger and bigger and bigger. We were at nine thirty the last time I did it. I listen, I like I, I love Baltimore. But well, DC takes cities. DC takes to a certain brand of hip hop. Yeah. A little easier than Baltimore like, yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I they're a little less. They they know who they are a little more than we. Do. I kind I guess so, but like they they both kind of got their things. Like I grew up almost smack dab in the middle of Baltimore and mm. DC. Mm. Um, excuse me, and they have. Uh, I mean, both have unique cultures. Like there's a club culture in Baltimore, which is amazing. Go go culture, in which sucks. You- <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So, see, and I, I no, grew up loving I mean, I like, both. I like the drums. I like I, the drums. But I grew up loving both. I much prefer dance to. Should we have another sip? Absolutely, man. Tonight, uh, t- tonight's interview is brought to you by Crown Royal Monarch, the 75th edition. Bong, bong. Yo, if you, if you had it, you already know. Please, Oh, please. yeah, yeah. A grown man has to pour his own. That's what Absolutely. Earl said. Absolutely. I ain't finna pour no drink for no grown man. I ain't no goddamn bartender cup. Um. But I found I found out about this at, at, at the um, so I moved to a different neighborhood. Mm. Um, now nah, you never been around Moway. Uh, Moway was a little, you know, it's it's that old county, but it was a little more interesting in that area. Mm. What I'll say is it's easy to find uh, the twenty two ounce uh, portion of liquor that that you all always want. I feel you. They ain't got they they ain't got deuces out here, cause they mm-hmm. they got like they I got, live in Inglewood, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. So talk about Inglewood. Talk about Inglewood, okay. cause I, I don't know I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's crazy, man. Like like it's one of those places that like L.A. is an interesting beast. Um, it's definitely definitely segregated, man. It's kind of wild, like how there can be so many people from all over the fucking world, and it's so segregated. Mm. Because it's more like, I mean, the, the the black and brown folks are the working class, right? And like right. everyone else is just there to try to make it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So just where I am till I get better, I'm way better. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, it's below a certain you know certain number of street, it becomes the working class. You know, you get down into the lower parts of L.A., the southern parts of L.A., mm-hmm. South Central, and uh, just South LA, and then you get into Inglewood, and it's just working class people. Now my neighborhood is all black and brown. I'm the only white guy. You couldn't you couldn't find one probably. I mean, actually, there's more and more. You know how every how this goes. They probably saw me mm-hmm. and were like, I guess it's safe. It's cool. He's not dead yet. <laughs> He's still couple, walking around. But I tell you, man, the people that live in my neighborhood are pretty pretty amazing. Um, you know, we have like. Families have been there for like thirty some years, wow. owning the house. You know, f- the son owns the house across the street. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. Like it's real family shit, and like I feel good about my kid being in that neighborhood because of that. It's quiet. It's not like Inglewood up to no good, like everybody thinks. <laughs> you know, and and I sort of got. I've told people I've been out in like Hollywood or wherever. Tell people, you know, where, where you where you live at? Oh, I live in Inglewood, and they really seriously give you a look. Really? You, like you live in the pits of hell. And hmm. it is just a quiet suburb. I swear to God. It, that's because it's brown people. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. Like, I hate to admit, I hate to say it, but that's what it is. 
But Image was the first racist person on the Beyond podcast this evening. <laughs> I'm not the racist. With me. I'm calling him out. I mean, I am racist. Everybody's yeah. racist. But, you know. <laughs> that, see, this is. All right. The most racist oh, people on earth <laughs> are the race deniers. Mm. What do you mean? I don't even see color, bro. Yeah. yeah All do. my best friends are. Yo, I've got a white friend. Right. I've got a black friend. Yeah, yeah shout out to Fatboy Diz. Stay away from them dudes. Oh, stay, oh Diz, Diz is like a, I got a one white friend guy. No, he he said he he said it on here. He, he, oh, he's the guy. He but his white friend's the guy who says the N word. Yeah. Now he got to go. <laughs> Flag on a plate. That's not. That's not cool, man. All right, so. I heard, I heard that episode. That was funny. I want to give. I want to jump back to something we were talking about earlier. Uh, the backpack. Mm. Now, the use of the term backpack in hip hop now is kind of a pejorative term. Like, right. it's it's that pack that backpack stuff. Right. Y'all think he's on that backpack stuff? Right. I don't want to hear y'all need talk talk and, and black soap and oils and incense mm. and Erica Badu. Nothing wrong with them, none of that. I liked and, all of it. And them pants Kami used to be wearing. Like, you know what I mean? They, I they wore just, a little knitted thing on my head one time. Well, for like two two years. For two, I'm sorry? Like two years, I looked, wore a little knitted hat type situation. Looked like Kami when was I was in college. I'm, I'm pretty sure I need to see pictures of that. Yeah, it was... I had a little kind of little long hair coming out of the bottom too. It was kind of, I was real. I was real. Yeah, burning incense and all that shit. And yeah, I think the term people would use is cultural appropriation. No, it wasn't a kufi, yo. <laughs> no, come on. That's what that's what it sounds like. I mean, technically, it was. <laughs> no, it was a knitted hat. So what I'm gonna but do? But it was hand knitted. Oh, it was not a kufi. Oh, okay. Besides, isn't kufi Middle Eastern anyway? I have no idea. I have no idea. We need we need a, a, a Middle Eastern friend. First of all, we need a friend that's Middle we Eastern. Have, Second we of need, all, we need to get no. We need and, no. We need Middle Eastern friends because we have a Middle right, Eastern friend. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we're in denial. <laughs> but no. All right. So okay. So I about think, backpack, you were saying about before I get there. Okay. My plan for the night after I'm finished this uh-huh. to get the cover issue, I'm gonna go and see if I can find the E major. MySpace page. Oh lord, that's gone. Maybe it's always gone. I mean, if you're slick, you probably could. You know how nothing dies on the internet. Absolutely not. There's a Undersound page still up there. I haven't logged in. Oh, shout out to Undersound. Yeah. Let's talk about Undersound. What is that? Okay. Uh, that is was the boutique label that me and Zen and Zucchini were running up until I moved four years ago. Okay. Uh, it has since become like just a place where I release my music mm-hmm. uh we released like we helped out like we when i say we i mean me because once i left um zen and zucchini kind of stepped away from the table and okay. i just kind of like did what i do which is like i do design and videos and shit so i've helped some other artists and put slap the undersound logo on some things but, uh-huh. but uh Mostly, it's just where I put out my stuff now. Okay. And I use the blog, um, but I'm definitely not what I used to be as far as like updating the blog and Presence. doing all that stuff. I've been there. I understand the falling off. Oh man, it used to be so real. Like it was like every day we posted. You know? Eh. I used to have a blog. Shout out to uh, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. I know this. Blog. I know this blog well. That used to man. I used to same thing. Yeah. I, but it was a I lot didn't... of listicles, right? Oh man. <laughs> 
that and um I would do stuff like uh I would make black versions of white movies like I had a, nice. like I would cast it and make like I did Black to the Future. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it was, who is who is Marty? Who was we won't Marty? Go too deep, I don't even who remember was who was Marty. I only remember every recasting I did. Uh. Samuel Jackson had to take oh. place. <laughs> was he was he Doc? Doc Black. <laughs> Grace Scott, motherfucker. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So back to what I was talking about. So hip hop now, uh, backpack is used as like a pejorative term. Right. People like, oh, right. you want that backpack right. stuff? Um, how do you feel about that label? Well, first of all, like back when Enter the Stage came out, did we consider them underground? Absolutely. Or, but no, come on! But they weren't a major label on fucking TV. They were. They made underground music. What they're? What, what were at their the time? What, what, what are their singles? I understand. Look, it was who got the props. Uh huh. But think about. But think about how big. Um. Um. Uh. uh what was the joint? Me and my boys walk the streets. Yeah. 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 That was a big record. Don't front. Yeah. Yeah. Don't front. Right. You yeah, know, I got you. I got you open. Right. So that yeah. was that was that was a pretty big record. They were not like sleep. They were on a major label. They had records on BT on Young Two, huh? I thought they were on. They uh, were Delicious. always on Duck Down. Duck Down, right? But that was signed. That was then distributed I, through somebody. We had to we had to research this. Okay. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just talking off the top. Oh. But I I personally do not like their music was not di- that different. From all the other music happening at the time, it was not that different from from the early Wu Tang stuff or right. the early Nas stuff or anything that was going on at the time. And you you smile because you knew what I was going to quote: baggy black jeans, knapsack, and a beeper. Eh. Right? And them dudes were putting guns in the back. Exactly. You feel me? So it yeah. wasn't like what it became. This like pack full of nerd shit, which yeah. is what people assumed was in there. But really, like, if you went in the dude's backpack in the early 2000s, it was probably weed, mm-hmm. something they wrote some rhymes on, Yes, a pair of headphones, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Some just cross like, joints, the left, the left ear was a little bit dead, yeah. <laughs> it worked sometimes. Just the, just necessities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, but, you know, I mean, like, I remember, you remember the, the, the send-off show on Yo! MTV Raps when everybody was on there, right? Uh-huh. And, like, Meth had a backpack on. Yes, he did. And Eric Sermon uh, had a backpack on. And, uh, Search uh, had a backpack on. And uh, 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 Grand Pooba, you know, Grand Pooba had a backpack on. And a five-panel right. hat. Yeah, and you were like, "Yo, these dudes look super fly." Yeah. And I feel like moments like that were like, you know, young guys like me. I'm like, whatever, sixteen, seventeen years old. Like, I want to look like that. That yeah. looks fly. Yeah. You know, and you go get, you know, a jersey and a backpack, and it, and it, so we weren't like trying to be nerds. Right. It just, it came out of, like, a good place of, like, of, like... It came out of a place fly. of fly. Yeah, yeah. Right. It came out of a, like, I'm going to be a little slick. But then what happened was, and what's crazy to think about, was at the time, in the early 2000s, we were the counterculture. We uh-huh. were counterculture. We yes. were We were fuck Bush. We were mm-hmm. anti-current politics, and we knew our shit. We were... We were, like, like the first time I actually thought, naively, uh, admittedly, that we were post-racial. <laughs> All right. Because you'd be at a show and it would just be like under, an underground show and everybody's all mixed together yeah. and everybody knew the new Dave Chappelle uh, skit that everybody yes. was quoting and everybody knew all the same music 
and you could look at a dude's shirt and see the logo on his shirt and be like, we know each other. Uh, is that a razor blade? Right. Is that a razor blade? Yeah. Is that the echo sign? Mm. Is that this? Is that that? You know, we, we it's like you could walk down the street and we were in a secret society of not dickheads. Right. You know? And what happened was we got a little bit of power. Yeah. And most Def and Talib Kweli were on a Levi's ad in Times Square. Okay. And shit was getting actually getting money. And so what happens is we're 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 fighting against the system. So so all these the at the time bling was hot, you know, yeah. driving big cars was hot. We're talking that against that. Yes. And so what are they what are they going to do? Of course they're going to talk against us too. Uh-huh. But they're make they're always going to make more money doing that line of music than we are. Right. So they of course win the battle. Now, that just made me realize I've been thinking about something. Okay. Did they win the battle? I think so. Did they win the battle? Well, I think, you know who won it? I think it's another case of divide and conquer. Okay. I think it's... I, I, I believe that's true. I think you have these guys who were semi-the-haves. Mm. Let's call them... Nah, I don't want to do that. Um, But you have the, the kind of... The, the guys that have a bit of an advantage because they have a bigger voice. Mm. And it, they're easier to reach people because their stuff is a little more palatable. Mm. Because they don't care what they they don't care what they say. Mm-hmm. All that matters is how they say it. Mm-hmm. Then you got these guys who all that matters is what they say, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna force feed it to you, and you're gonna have to eat it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So it's easier for you to. Those guys are having more fun. These niggas was in such an angry place. Well, that was that was diff- that was one of the big problems is we didn't know how to have fun. I mean, we had fun. Yes. But we didn't show our face as having fun. Right. Like, I mean, although you you look at records like the the Nate Dog joint with Moe and, and Farrell. Oh no. Oh no. That was a fun record. Yes, it was. All right. Now this is why this is my this is my argument for did we kind of win? Okay. Did we kind of win a seat at the table? And it has three heads. Okay. And those heads go by the name of Kendrick, mm. J Cole, uh huh, and Drake. Drizzy. Because you think about two of them. Drake and J. Cole, very much influenced by Fonte. Yes. Very much influenced by Fonte. Both directly, really. Directly. Yeah. N- not even like, in not even like, oh, this dude influences, no, directly. Yeah. Okay? And we won it. We kept saying, let's stop talking about guns. Let's talk about conscious shit. Let's <sighs> talk about a message. Or we love those girl records. Yeah. The underground guys love girl records. That's one thing yes. that people did not realize. We love the little brother girl records. Miss Fat. We Booty. love when we love Miss Fat, but we love when Common made girl records. Yep. Right. Okay. So we hated Electric Circus. I did not hate Electric Circus. I hated it off top, <laughs> but I go back to that joint. I like. It. I can't help it. I haven't pulled out that and the Electro whatever that album was. Those two albums I can't rock with. I like Common Man. I, I like no 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 don't do that. I love comedy. Yeah, okay. I don't like Electric Circus and that, what was the electro rock, the universal, Oh yeah. that record I, I didn't I really wanted that to be good. But yeah, it, 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 it wasn't. Yeah. It's not good. It's Everybody Strikes Out. Yeah. Everybody um, Strikes Out. And then he had that whole like made up beef with Drake and shit. So oh. It was, it was really weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. he did call he, Yo Canada Dry, which was kind of slick. It was funny. Yeah. It was very funny. He did the same thing. He tried to do the same thing. We we had me and my homeboy had this argument. I think on doing it mm-hmm. on um like water for chocolate. Yeah. I think he was going to Jay. 
He fell off because I pushed him, let his Bentley and his weak crew be his cushion. Oh. Yeah, like, I thought he was. So he was he called was, Rockefeller. He was calling Beans and all them the weak crew? I think he was shooting shots. Wow. That's interesting. I've never. I always met it was the straw man. I always thought it was the straw man he was talking about. <laughs> not an actual person. I thought he was. No, Bentley? I, I see that. Then? Right. Yo was leaning on the back. Nigga, I hated Jay then. I hated right. Jay. I only beginning. hated Jay actually for like a couple years. I hated Jay because of his content and because of how niggas said he was great. But I was like, all he talk about is. But man. as soon as Blueprint, like as soon oh, as Blueprint got my ears. That's where. That's where. I'll never forget, man. Shout out to uh, Hater Math, who's supposed to be on the way. Uh, and 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 and, and Dario, we was on the way to Old Country Buffet. We used to go there every Friday, mm. and niggas knew I hated Jay. Mm. Niggas said, "Listen to this." Right. Listen to it. I didn't say a word. That's exactly what my homeboy did to me. I listened to it. I didn't say the word the whole album. Album ends. They looked at me like, <laughs> hate on this. Right. I said, it's going to get five mics. Right. Ain't got five mics yet. Right. I said, it's going to get five mics. Because it was I just great. said, run it back. Yeah. That joint was, was it. It was. And you know what? Blueprints, who could have been it too if it was one disc? Yeah. It, same, I feel the same thing about uh, Life After Death. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, At, one like, disc. You keep those primo joints. Yeah, you take you off throw that. The, 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 the weak, I mean, but the thing was, you too needed short those singles. Too short record, too short. There's some bad records on that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> throw that oh, in the trash. Oh, gosh, Puff, you got to lead them 80s records. Yeah. It was enough. Um, All right, so, but, but you see my point, though, in that the, the, the three biggest artists right now right. Are, are creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Drake makes good records, and, and like, he's, like it's like we might not like it if you're like if you're a super purist you might not like it. I like Drake, but I like it too. Yeah. But I'm saying like like people who are like hardcore purists they might not like it. But he's pushed the sound like Forty is crazy. Like that dude has pushed the sound in a place, in like he's kind of created his own genre, mm-hmm. which is bonkers. So we've had a lot of discussion about uh, Aubrey Graham on the podcast. Mm. Um, how do you feel about the Quint Miller stuff? Uh, I mean, I read all that stuff, and like, I can't figure out. Like, do you feel like he, like, it's for sure, absolutely, Quentin Miller? I'm pretty sure. See, here, my take on it has always been if he, if, the if he trapper wasn't, Drake stuff, uh huh, ain't Drake. That's not Drake, right? I don't think that's but, him. And that is actually the more fun. Like, if you ask me, like, <laughs> when he's really rapping, like, I'm like, I'm gonna listen. I don't want to hear him singing too much. But I, but I think the trapper Drake, like uh-huh. the tough guy, like I'm. Rolling through the six, I'm this, this, yeah, the yeah, tough yeah, guy, yeah. tough guy. That's Quinn. That's Quinn Miller. I don't think Drake. That's I don't think that's Drake. Well, you understand? I mean, like, okay, so this is the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, it's something that I feel like rappers at my level or anywhere not near that level can even speak on because there's got to be a level where you're just like, there's no way. There's no way I get the chance to sit in the studio and just write and be with my thoughts. Like writing a like a really good song takes time and it can take days and you know what I mean? If you got a team that's like I mean like even when you listen to think about like when you listen to um like you saw the the the, the black album um the documentary the documentary and mm-hmm. and like basically that was I mean Kanye set that record like uh uh uh, uh Lucifer, he, he basically lined that up for Dre to flow and everything. You uh-huh. saw him, he did. Jay just changed the words, mm-hmm. made it Jay's words. Now, yeah, 
there's there's so much that you need you do need help at that level. You, plus, you've made, I mean, how many fucking songs has Drake made? Right. Like you need a little injection sometimes. So I'm not mad at that. Right. Like if you're making good records, man, what are you gonna say? Yeah. It, it's tough. Now you talked about really, really, really great records. So better than yours mm. was one of the city papers. Top ten albums of the year. Right. Not in not rap out. All genre. Right. I think I know why. Enlighten me, because I don't know why. I just like to talk about it. It's really dope. <laughs> but there is one song on that joint. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's one song on that joint. Cousin Earl. The first time I was ever credited as Cousin Earl. Yeah, and yeah, that's 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 math that's math doing. Yo. Because I said how should I credit no, him? I was like, I just call him Cousin Earl, and he was like, just put Cousin Earl on. All right, so I take every opportunity in this podcast to reference wrestling. Uh-huh. All right. I was at WrestleMania 20-whatever in Atlanta off a of super wimp, like some really weird, like I was there for free. I was there for free. I My homeboy had, I had some tickets, man. We were meeting the champ and all. Same same kind of crazy story that I had last night. And I get a phone call. I'm in a hotel lobby. Marriott Marquis, downtown Atlanta. Mm. Yo, he made about to drop the record. Hold on. No, I wasn't on oh. the phone. You tweeted me. Okay. You tweeted You're me. You're talking about on uh, Morgan. Huh? On Morgan State? No, 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 no. Oh, you mean just about to release the whole, the whole joint? Yeah. Okay. I think you was about to put the joint out, the whole the whole, the whole joint, joint okay. and you were like, yo, how do you want to be credited? Oh, word, okay. And I was like... Did you did you when tell I me first, Cousin Earl? I thought it was Kendall told me Cousin Earl. I So, when you hit me, when I first started rapping, I went by like Carnage with a K. Mm, that's a fail. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I still don't like it. <laughs> And I had gotten to the point where I realized Carnage probably not. Wait, a good that's a idea. battle rapper name. It is. It's a very battle rapper. And I was a battle like that was uh, kind of. I like it was just kind of that was my DNA. Mm. Like I was. I yeah, like I mean, that kind of rapper. My first rap name was was Icon. I mean, no, sorry, Trap Jaw. Before that, wow, be- that would be flipped now. Somebody could come out with Trap Jaw now and. Yeah, they can make it, it work. Like he man, yeah, yeah, the green that, dude right, with the purple, with the jaw. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I drew myself on a cover with like a metallic jaw and shit. But, huh. And the whole thing was like because I wanted to be more very battle rap oriented. Okay, Before, but I just got I really kinda, into like writing, what we writing songs. But go ahead, go yeah. ahead. So I hit, you, I hit you on the. I Twitter. think you hit me on the Twitter box, yo. It was like, yo, uh, what do you want to be called? What, what are you yeah. called? Who I'm like, are you? Nigga, Why are you on my song? I'm like, nigga, I don't, I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know, nigga. I'm Earl. Just... <laughs> I'm Earl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm drunk, and it's in the right, morning. Right. Like, that was like, I, I was out. I just saw sweaty men throw each other <laughs> around yet. the ring. Not yet. Oh, you're about to come. No, we was, we was, we was in the hotel. <laughs> they weren't sweating yet. They were walking around at the bar. They were drunk, like I was. Mm. Um, We had just left. I, I, I'm pretty sure we had just left breakfast with The Miz. Mm. And, um... I got the tweets, and I'm like, I don't know, nigga, Earl, nigga, Kendall Cutting, because, you know, right. I, because I knew Carnage wasn't what I wanted to go by, uh-huh. and Ilfam was, to me, it was almost still fresh. We, Ilfam used to be a group. Okay. Ilfam used to be a group. It was me, 
Kendall, uh, and a couple other guys. We mm. was we was Anne Arundel County's pre workers comp. Yes, okay. absolutely. We were Anne Arundel County's Wu Tang. <laughs> wow! And every every county had one. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> um, and 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 so, but I just kept using the name Ilfin. And that once everything, everybody went their separate ways, I still use it, still use it. And that's why I use it to this day. Um, but it, it just became mine. Mm-hmm. So so I, it stuck with me now. And I, I probably would have just went for at Ilfam79 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was like, cutting Earl, cutting. Yeah, I'm Earl. I feel Kendall like you cutting. were just like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you just were like, I'm Earl Kendall's cousin. And then I was like, what am I going to call? Just cut. And I and then he's the one who was like, just said, just put him on his cousin. Yeah. Cutting her. No questions. Yeah. Like, he didn't even bother to go back to you. Yeah, you know, I didn't care. I, I wasn't a rapper anymore. And then, uh, yeah, and then you said fag on my record, though. Yo, I stay fagging a lot, yo. I know, but, like, you said it on my record. And, and like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, like, so anti-censorship. Okay. I was like, I'm not going to go back and ask this dude. <laughs> yeah. But to this day, I'm like, when I hear that song, I'm like, mm, ooh, it's cringeworthy. That, that's, like, 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 it's not like the N-word, like, I'll say fag out my mouth. But yeah, I yeah, won't, yeah. But I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like so, I live in California. We're very progressive. All right. <laughs> I don't uh, like that word. All right, so, so, I also. But that's why. That is why. I also say nigga a lot. Yeah, but I'm cool with that because you're black. So, I think <laughs> cool. double standards exist. Um, but the term fag, as I use it, uh, usually. Right, right. It's just like a sissy. I don't. Right. It's it's kind of just not a man. Right. So you don't have to be a homosexual to be a faggot. Right. Right. In my right. mind, yeah, but you can. Clearly... Oh, you had to see his face when I. It hurt him when I said the when I said the whole thing just now. Right, right. I can see it like. Oh, he said yeah, yeah. It. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm cringing not at you actually saying the word. I'm cringing at your explanation because because basically what you're saying is if you're a homosexual because the word is associated clearly with homosexual. It right? is. So if you said it in reference to a non-man, then you're saying a homosexual is not a man. No. Because I don't... You, yes, it's yes, not... In your brain, you're separating it, it like doesn't... that? Yeah. But you're just doing that for yourself. No. So you can continue to Because say, gay guy, all gay guys... Why don't you call him a sissy or a pussy or... Same thing. It's, it's, a, it's a synonym. No, it's not, though. Saying the same... <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't give a fuck, really. Like, I mean, if... I I mean, not that, I don't really... I have, like, this one gay friend who's, like... I've known him for a long ass time. And you maybe if you were friend. in his... Just a gay friend. I actually live with him. Okay. Yeah, just one. Just but I live with him for like six months. Okay. So I feel like that like takes me out of like being like, oh, it's my one white friend or my one black friend. Right, right. So no, no, I, you together. know, and it's funny. I have the same story, and and he's probably gonna listen to this. Uh, with my cousin Mike. Mm. Is he Where? A gay guy? Huh? He's a gay guy. No. Oh. <laughs> he lives. He lived. I'm sorry. With a gay couple. With a gay, okay. Um, him and his wife. And uh, out in California mm. for, for a while. Yeah. And um, he kind of like, he doesn't G-check me. He like, uh. nigga, you ain't supposed to say that. But like when I say something wild because mm. I am who I am, he'll kind of like, ah. Yeah, you, you know, think it, it's should've... one of those things where you got to know where someone's heart is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like we 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 talked about before we start recording how much we love Tarantino and like you got to know where his heart is. Yeah. Like, where's the man's heart? Give yes. a man. You, certain people get a pass. It's not like he's out here saying it. Right. 
He did say it, um, uh, dead nigga storage. Right, but that's not him. <laughs> right. You know that's I mean? him. It was him. That's the character. Right, 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 right. Jimmy. You know what I'm that's Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy's a fucking asshole. Fucking <laughs> a black lady and saying the N word all the time. <laughs> Jimmy sucks. And he could he could put on some clothes when friends come over. But he made a great cup of coffee. He did. Yo, like the good shit. So like the taste is called. So the, this is not, and, and, and I actually typed up questions and whatnot. Well, this, 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 well no. I mean, I, this is what, I, I do this, and this, right. this is how we, everything We goes. have too much crown roll, um, and then it's off. It's off to so, the races. A lot of what I'm into, I realize, mm. and how I'm into it is nerd culture. Mm-hmm. I think the way I'm into film in certain aspects is nerd culture. Mm-hmm. The way I'm into wrestling is mm-hmm. obviously nerd culture. Yeah. But the way I'm into hip-hop is absolutely word culture. Yeah. It's nerd culture. Yeah. Because I, I don't look at it as just... Because you stay up uh, till 2 watching battle rap videos. You're absolutely. a fucking nerd. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, sir. I, it's it, awesome, though. But it's, 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 We're all a nerd for something. That's the thing. It doesn't yes. matter how cool you are. If you're, if you're the fucking most handsome... Dude that played sports your whole life and fucked all the girls. You're a nerd for sports because you understand everybody's stats and all this shit. Right. You're a nerd for something. Nerd is... nerd. It is, just means you're good and understand something I think, very well. I think nerd is associated with passion. Yeah. I think nerd is... But there's certain things that have been... That they say, well, that particular subject is on the sidelines a little bit. So now, because you're really into that, now you're a nerd. I was a big comic book guy. I went up until about... 13, I started, like, really fucking with girls heavy. Okay. And prior to that, though, I spent all my money on comic books. Had the little box at the shop Mm. where they held my titles and all that shit. Wow. Yeah. And I was really, really into that. And, like, you hear, like, I mean, like, my fucking raps are nerdy, dude. Like, on a humble, my raps are nerdy. Like, you hear me say, like, I got a new Hope, like, episode four. Mm. You know what I mean? Or, like, you ain't hitting shit like Stormtroopers. I mean, I got, like, (laughs) Star Wars references. And, and, and like, you know, I have comic book references, too, because we're all in there for something. Absolutely. Continue with what you were saying. Absolutely. Um, I just, I was honestly just asking you, like, what is your ter- take on nerd culture? And, okay. like, what is, which, what, what are you the biggest nerd for that I don't know? Well, I, people don't I know. would have, I used to be a nerd for rap, but okay. it just got so convoluted. Like, it's just too much now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Everybody like, raps. most of it bores me. Like, most rap bores me right now. Really? Yeah. And and I hate that the shit that I like is really fucking weird. Yeah. I hate that. Like, I don't want to like it. So, like, have you heard this dude? Probably haven't heard this dude. Koreatown Oddity. No. He wears a fucking Wolfman mask. No. And he's from Koreatown, but he's a black dude from Koreatown, right? So he's the Koreatown Oddity, okay? Huh. And Sounds like a wrestling gimmick, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, but you know, we all got to have our gimmick. Absolutely. Get noticed, and he, he yeah. has, and um, it's just weird, man. Like, the shit is weird. Like, and like, you know, he, he's kind of like a black nerd dude, so he raps about nerdy shit, and I mm-hmm. like that. Like, and I want, like, I mean, I like popular shit, too. Like we said, like I said, I like Drake. Yeah. I like Kendrick. I like popular shit. I just, I, I just, I just don't belong anywhere. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I only like... Like a handful of shit right now, so yeah. I'm not a nerd for for rap anymore. I don't think I am because I don't watch battle raps. I don't re- I don't give a fuck who Joe Budden's dating or whatever. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Sh- anybody want to talk about me about like hip hop, love and hip hop? That's different. Yo, love and hip hop is Lick almost like hip hop. Love and hip hop is almost like hip hop chicken. Like it really Bruh. doesn't have anything. Yeah. To do. Okay. Thank you. 
So any of that shit, like anything where it's like, I don't give like I I like I'm really hoping Kanye makes a good record again before yeah, I die. Yeah. But uh, his dating preference or his babies, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Unless it's in his song, then I'm like, you know what I mean. Then it's like, okay, I have a connection to it because he's giving it to me in a different way. He's presenting it to me. But anyway, I am a nerd for for old movies. Mm, how old? Like, uh, dude, like the crazy shit is, I initially, it, I just did this on my own, and then you know Paul Thomas Anderson. No. Okay, you know there will be blood. Okay. He directed There Will Be Blood. Boogie Nights was, ah. his, was his first big success, but he did a, a movie before that called Hard Eight. Okay. They look, Which they is look really good. Them. Sam Jackson is in Hard Eight. Watch Hard Eight. It's fucking dope. Okay. It's also called Sydney sometimes, but you'll find it as called Hard Eight. Okay. Um, and you'll recognize everybody in it. Okay. Uh, and anyway, Paul Thomas Anderson is the fucking truth. And he was saying this shit, and I was like, I've already been doing this. Basically, you go and you watch movies you fuck with, and then you find out who influenced them. Okay. Well, now who influenced them? Boom. All right. Until you're all the way back at Birth of a Nation, like we were talking ah, about before we started yeah. rolling. Because D.W. Griffith, with that movie, is kind of fucked up because of the content. Yeah. But yo, like, invented editing with yeah. that film. Yeah. Okay? And then you have shit like Battleship Potemkin, which is a Russian film, silent film. It showed us how to do montage, how to do edit, film editing. But you got to start... With someone like Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Where does Pulp Fiction draw all this shit from? 60s. He's huge. He's a huge Right. He's nerd. a huge nerd. So you can find all these different things. Everything from Kung Fu movies, which black people love, to... <laughs> to uh, Certain black people. Like, if you were born after, like, No, hip-hop. Hip-hop black people. Are hip-hop black people. Because right. if you were hip-hop, right, hey, born in, like, right. 90... Right. You don't understand nine, all that shit. You don't understand, you don't understand Kung Fu Theater. Right. You don't understand Kung Fu Theater But this Saturdays. is why I tell you that yeah. I, I have this connection to black culture. Because yeah. prior to, like... Even picking up Raising Hell, which is the first record that really spoke to me. How old are you? 37. Okay. So it was a, I was like seven years old. And it was like the first hip-hop album that I was like, yes, I like rap music. You know? But I heard, like, LL, I heard I Can't Live Without My Radio before that. Okay. I liked it. But I didn't differentiate it between other, other, song, other types of music. Okay. I heard Rap and Duke. My the friend hall, had yeah, my friend had Rapping Duke on vinyl, and I didn't know that was a joke. Right, I'm, uh, li I'm a little kid, you, and I'm, you I'm didn't a know white who, kid in the uh, suburbs. What's his name was who uh, uh, John Wayne was? I didn't know who John Wayne was. I didn't know so so right 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 so so um, what was that going? Oh, so but as a kid, I, I like kung fu movies. Right, I love kung fu movies, and all like you know canon. Uh, they made all these weird movies in the 80s, right? There's a really good documentary on Canon on Netflix right now. Okay. Uh, they were like, you know, like a movie studio. They, they really went outside the box. But you can see like these weird ninja movies that I didn't think of as weird ninja movies. Like, uh, uh, oh, what fuck was American Ninja? Ah, Do you okay. remember this? Yes. Okay, that's Canon. And it got weird, like American Ninja 3. All of a sudden, it's this white girl that's like possessed by the spirit of an Asian guy. And she's like, it's, it gets really weird. But I, it was always on like USA or something in the ah, 80s. Ah, B-movies. Yeah, and I would watch all that shit. So that's why I always say like, hip-hop always spoke to me because all of a sudden it's bringing, like, you know, when you hear Wu-Tang, you're like, oh yeah, I fuck with all the, that shit. Anyway, Tarantino fucks with 
all that stuff too. But really, I really got into French New Wave in the 60s. Okay. Uh, movies, this is Jean-Luc Godard. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Francois Truffaut, who really stand hard for Hitchcock. Okay. Okay, and these French guys made Hitchcock who he is. Okay. Because prior to these dudes who were like taken seriously as writers about, they wrote about film, they were critics, Hitchcock was a B-movie director. Nobody thought of him as shit. They just ah. thought of him, oh, he just made those, those horror pictures. Mm-hmm. Right? Now all of a sudden you got dudes in France writing about his technique and how he, is, how he handles suspense and all this and that. And the rest of the world goes, wait a minute, maybe we should be taking this dude more seriously. So if it wasn't for Fred, he'd be Ib Night Shyamalan. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So it's crazy. So I fuck with them. I fuck with Hitchcock. I fuck with, oh, I'm a big stand for Orson Welles. Okay. So Citizen Kane, mm. all the way up Chimes at Midnight. I'm a huge, um, uh, 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 what was it? And I'm drawing a blank because it's motherfucking crown. Uh, this is not regular crown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 75th year anniversary, the monarch. If you ain't drinking that, you might as well be drinking, I don't know, Ripple with Fred Sanford. <laughs> um, so I'm going to step away from this. Okay, yeah, because I'll go on. Well, well yeah, that, that, that yeah, rabbit hole's yeah. deep pause. Uh, <laughs> you are a family man now. Word. Uh, wife and kid. I don't know if you got a picket fix. Uh, picket fence. No, I do picket have a fence. fence. But it's iron. Keep the rascals out. I hear that. <laughs> Shout out to Alfalfa. Um, <laughs> Stupid. How is, how is, first of all, mm. you're married, man. Am I correct? Am I okay to say that? Yes, you sir. Ain't, you ain't sing. You ain't, you ain't trying to. No, you ain't no, making no, no LL records. You ain't making no LL records. I, no you know what, man? I don't. I actually don't find anything wrong with making records about relationships prior to the relationship you're in, because you've been through all that, right? Right, and we've all gone through that, and we all go through that. So why not explore that? Right. But yes, I am a married man, happily six years. I'm sorry, you still ain't trying to bang groupies. Thank you. All right, so, all right. So how is how 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 is that man? How how is married life? I mean, I know how it is for me. <laughs> it's good, man. Well, you know. Yeah. You, you, uh, I think. Well, how not, does it change you? Well, not a lot. I mean, like, you know, you start making plans with somebody. Yes. And and, and thinking about the future more. Like, dudes, yeah. we just don't think about. We're just so day to day. Yes. Until a woman goes like, well, what what are we gonna do tomorrow or next year or. We got to start planning for this or that. Mm-hmm. They they have the foresight. We do not. Right. Like, uh, what do you think about tomorrow? What so about there's next week? that, and then. But I think the only th- the thing that really changes you is having a kid. Ah man, you already know. So E Major is a daddy. Yeah. He's somebody. Some you are somebody, somebody daughter that had your own young. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to big boys broadcast. Uh. <laughs> so how how has that changed you? Fatherhood. Well, boy girl, what do you got? I got a boy. How old? Two years, eight months. Oof. And I'm rubbing that. No, he's like, I mean, we got super lucky. He's the chillest two-year-old in the world. Um, and, like, I, I mean, I don't want to talk in cliches, but he's just, like, the light of my life type of shit. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, just uh. just where it's at every day you're thinking about him, you know? Uh. So you write, write songs and you think about him. You make a video and you're thinking about him. Like, how... How can I? How can I use every experience in my life to teach him something new? Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, you have like a cool interview set up with your homeboy, yeah. and then 
something comes up right. where he gets to see wrestling. Right. You know what I said when you told me that? I, I hung the phone up and I said, I'm not going to deny that little boy his wrestling. Yeah. I, I know, because prior to having a kid, I might not have felt that way. Right. You know what I mean? I said, but, you know, it's a whole, you have a whole different brain. Right. You start thinking about, it's more, you start thinking about other people, I think, more. Yes. In both situations, I think marriage, like, I always talk, like, like uh, one of my homeboys got married a while after I got married. Yeah. He was with his girl longer, but he's like, how do you think the way you think? I think the most important thing is, and it's not man-like, mm. to think for two. Mm-hmm. Like I think I gotta. But you start thinking outside just to you too. You start like being like thinking of other people. Like even your homeboys, you might be more thoughtful of them. Right. And like I mean, sometimes you might get fucking butt hurt because they're not thinking of you. You know. Right, right, right. right. Cause like yo, fucking how you asshole, how you do me like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But he's still but he's in, in that single mode. mad mode. Right. Like I, hey, nigga, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta eat for me. I gotta make. Make sure I at least get some top ramen and liquor in me right. so I can be satisfied and be drunk. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you got to right. get yours. And I hope you show up to experience my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make it better, man. But it was all of us. We've all been there. Yeah. All right, so what is Hit the Hitman? That is a short film that my brother and I produced, and I directed and wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so would like what is the idea behind it? Well, let's. I mean, how did you start with? I mean, now we talked about oh, your. Well, so how did I transition? How did you How did you okay. go from E Major the rapper to like Ian Mattingly Ian the, the director, the filmmaker? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's crazy, man. Like it's always been in me. And as a matter of fact, when I was nineteen, I was in L.A. Uh, because I thought I wanted, at that time, to be a director. Uh, and you gotta meet my cousin Mike. He's really into this shit. He, yeah, okay. a lot of like a lot of the stuff you say. Mm. He was a guy, my cousin that I was talking about earlier. Right, that lived out in Cal- with the gay friend. Right, you got to talk to him. Okay, yeah, so so when I was there though, like uh, I took classes and everything, and then I just I it was a lot of different circumstances brought me back, and then I got on the path of hip hop. But it really was this digital revolution that brought me back to it, like with. Uh, you know, the DSLR cameras and everything. Uh-huh. And so, my first two videos that I ever, the well, first three videos that I did, I had my friends who are more skilled than I am. Uh, they shot them and edited them and all that stuff for me. Okay. And then, I mean, it just get to a point where you're like, I can't keep putting my friends out for free shit. I mean, especially because the work they did for me was like crazy. Work, work. Work. I mean, they make great videos. Like, I literally last night had people talk to me. Like, they hadn't seen me in, like, years. They're like, yo, I still show my, your, your, your video to my friends, you know. And I'm like, awesome. I mean, I had yeah. nothing to do with that. I just rapped. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was like, well, okay, I need to figure out how to get content on my own. Okay. So I started, like, I started, like, framing up shots, giving the camera to people. I'm going to rap. Hold it right here, <laughs> you know. And then I'd do the thing, or and then I would like run the camera myself and all this stuff. And I started doing all my own music videos, and I, I must—I can't even tell you how many videos I've done by myself, uh, including the one that I just released. Okay. Oh, uh, that dumb oh, answers. That beat. Oh. oh, with that Mad Lib beat. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you um, know what made me think? Um, either you should. There was something I don't know. It was a promotion with that or something? We used the Tarantino shot. 
the trunk shot. Right. It was that. It was that. It was that. Um. Right. So I was like putting the I was putting the images out before I put the um video out. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I I was like I saw it somewhere and I love that. That's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That look. Like there's I want my kid to like take a picture of me like just I'll put him in the trunk. You get in the trunk. <laughs> get your little. Ass Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Daddy got you. Take the picture. You know what I mean? But um. Nah, like I, 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 I love that shot and when I saw it I was like, Oh, that's dope. Mm. And I was like, Ah, he's in and I know what he likes. Right. I remember um I remember a conversation we had one time and you said to me, Son, you have a sharp shape up. Mm. And I say I was thinking that earlier this evening. Yeah. Well, it was lunchtime. <laughs> lunchtime I went and got right. I say to you, yeah, my, my barber uses a Hortori Hanzo. Oh, right. And you got it. Right. I was like, I fool with him. All right. I fool, because not everybody's right, going right, to, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody's going to get a, a Quentin Tarantino, Sonny Chiba reference. Mm. But. Sonny Chiba. Yeah. Uh, going back to the hip hop shit. Like, he mm. was in all the old right. shit that, like, you know, RZA reference and everything. Yeah. Um, but going from those videos that I was doing myself, I was mm. like, man, I really want to shoot something of my own. Okay. And then my brother was actually taking this class on filmmaking because he's an actor, but he wanted to understand the whole process more. Right. But he didn't necessarily want to like shoot the. He movie does look the part too. Yeah, he's, he he he's looks definitely the part. definitely a good looking dude. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> That's what's so. up. That's exactly how you're supposed to talk about your brother. And I don't even have one. So so, um, so he was like, "Well, I want I want to act in this thing." He wrote this thing. He wanted to act in it. So I was like, "All right, I'll run the camera." So I helped him. With his short, and I was like, man, that was really fucking cool. Ah. I need to do it. I need to do my own shit. And that kind of like sparked the whole thing. And then I saw this uh, article about it said, man hires a hitman to kill hitman, hired to kill his wife. And I thought, what the fuck is that about? Right? So I read the <laughs> article, and as it turns out, it was really about a dude who was like in jail. And he hired a, someone hired a hitman to kill his wife, so he had to hire a hitman to stop that guy. But for me, I thought it was more interesting, what if he hired both hitmen? And why would he have to do that, right? So it was like, you know how in movies, hitmen are always like, well, you'll never hear from me again. I'm going to do the job. And they like break the cell phone and throw it in the trash or whatever. So um, I basically made that kind of like what happens. And now this guy finds out his wife actually is turning 29, not 30. And she's supposed to get her inheritance when she turns 30. So he's like, I gotta stop it before, before, because she's not gonna get his inheritance. Now I won't get her inheritance, and I'm fucked, right? So then he hires this other guy, and yeah, it gets crazy. But so, it's a little 13 minutes short. Okay. Um, uh, I got a cinematographer on it, so it looks fucking dope. Um, which I can't take credit for, but I mean, I drew the shots. I messed it. Look, this is how we gonna frame it and everything. Mm-hmm. But he definitely lit it and made it look amazing. Um, that's my my homie uh, Garrett Guidera. Um and yeah, man, we just we, we we did it over a few weekends and the editing was a motherfucker because that took forever. Like I did, you know, you don't know exactly what you want to do. And yeah, I remember uh, watching um, the movie about uh, Melvin Van, Melvin Van Peebles making his first movie yeah, and how uh, yeah 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 uh, a sweet sweet back uh, badass. Yeah, the, it's just called Badass. The original was Sweet Sweet Back, Back Badass ba- song. Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then Badass was the one that his son About Mario it. made, which yeah. is a great movie actually. It it's a is really good movie. It, it is. Had Earth, but you have to fire be, in the joint. You have to be ready for it. It's one of those things because it's so out there. Like, 
Like some of the stuff, like the scene where he was a kid mm-hmm. and he knocked out a woman for the first time right. as a kid right. and he actually used Mario in it. I remember watching it with my wife and she's like, yo, what? For real? Right. Like, this is extra. You have to be, you just have to be open-minded and understand that like art, artists, you got to make the... You gotta make this shit happen one way or another. Like if you have a story to tell, uh-huh. you gotta make the story. You gotta tell the story the way you feel the story needs to be told. Yeah, and you might cross lines that some consider taboo, but you yeah. gotta tell the story, man. Yeah. So where can we see like, or or, or when can we see like uh, hit the hit, man? Where can we see it? Uh, so currently. We're uh, applying to film festivals and stuff. And ah. so a, a lot of the festivals, they're real funny about you can't put it online. Because ah. they, they want the option to premiere it. Yeah. So um, right now we're in kind of a holding pattern mm-hmm. until, you know, we... Get accepted. Until we get accepted or get to show it. or So it actually could be a long time. Mm. And I'm also um, writing a pilot to possibly turn that idea into a, uh, a, a series. Okay. Following Buck, who is that character my brother plays. Okay. And like all the misadventures he gets into. Like all, right. all of the shit that like a hitman who's bad at his job could possibly get into. Hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm working on that. And then, you know, hopefully something happens with, 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 with it in one way or another, whether like we turn it into a feature or it becomes a series. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot there that could be could be something. I had I've had people tell me like I could see this as a, a feature and they'll like name the actors that that could that they imagine in it and then I like but my brother has to be in it. We can't can't kick him right. out cuz my man you, then then you then you fucked up. That, you <laughs> my dad's from, in it too actually. You learn that from black culture son. <laughs> like, <laughs> the wins, like the wins, man. It's like the wins. Right. So all right man, we going we going to wrap up man. We've been going for a minute. Um where can the folks get at you, bro? Uh all, I'm going to give you all the social medias. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> e to the major. E to the. On Twitter mm-hmm. and Insta. Yes. Uh, Facebook.com backslash E major. Mm-hmm. Or E to the major there too. Fuck if I know. Oh. Look at them both. Yeah. I'm probably the second, I think. Uh, yeah. E to the major on all this shit, actually. Mm-hmm. And then E major.com and undersoundmusic.net. Uh huh. Yeah. And a back, you have back page? A what? Never mind. Is that some, oh, that's some cruddy shit. It's, yo, you, it's, it's been an inside joke, man. I think, yeah, I think it's something where 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 niggas go holler bras on the low oh, or something crazy. Is that what the? I think that? niggas buy booty out that joint. There was like a. Did you see that story with the the girl? She put this whole Twitter story up. Yo, about, Zola. We yeah, talked Zola, about Zola. Zola. Yeah. Now, was it, did she, was I she think she was on Backpage. Back I think page. she was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, the first it, time I heard it. Yeah, yo, this uh, Backpage, yeah, Zola. Yo, shout that's out how Zola. you get caught up with, with cruddy shit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that. yeah, yeah, how you get the blick, nigga. <laughs> Charlie Sheen was on Backpage. <laughs> um, yo, <laughs> it would have end on the age joke, man. E-Major, I appreciate you coming out. Ilfam79 on your social network of choice, at Wiz Buffy. Um, at uh, Fatboy Diz, uh, Fatboy underscore Diz, we're uh, at Dizzy from Be More on your Twitter. Um, get at us, man. Um, I appreciate you coming through, man. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Peace. Peace.